quick click. Welcome to your total moments. Welcome, everybody, to another joint venture with KSFS Radio and Between the 94 Podcast with yours truly, Sam Cheveria, and... Uh, my name is Mason Basada. Ryan Williams here. We got we got the crew back in here, cool. back in this uh, the radio room. Pretty cool. Got a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. Is it warmer in here? It feels kind of like... Is it a little bit? Whole, it's a, it's always it's, it's always hot outside here. too. See, me and Ryan have our sweaters on, and That's you're true. the odd man yeah, out. Yeah, I'm in a so. white t-shirt, and I'm still complaining. <laughs> you yeah. also just got here. Like, That's you, true. You, yeah, it yeah. took you a while yeah, to get yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was booking it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what, what's your guys' take on this uh, dominating Buck Celtics series? The Bucks just handed it to them. What do you think, man? Uh, Giannis can be tamed i think that's my opinion i think that he can be tamed i don't know how much you can do it but uh you know he can be stopped he's not superman and uh even though Shaq gave him that name even though Shaq did i i think that their bench depth is what is getting them as far as they are like they go 10 deep Mm -hmm. they have a 10 deep rotation and Mm -hmm. you don't see that very often in the playoffs right you got guys like pat Connaughton coming in and giving big minutes um, George Hill looks like yeah. George, yeah, George Hill. George Hill's given buckets. Uh, I mean, I, I you can continue down the list. Yep. I mean, it goes on and on. There, they got benches. Brogdon back. Brogdon's coming. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, that's that's a guy that they've been missing. Uh, former Rookie of the Year, yeah. Six mm-hmm. Man of the Year too, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't he? Uh, was he's he like, oh. was he Six no, Man? No, 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 Rookie of the Year. Pardon me, yeah, Rookie yeah, yeah. of the Year. But no, I, uh, he. That's another major shot. Forty, fifty, ninety this year. Major Jesus. piece and. You're just adding more to the depth that they already have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's their big, big plus. Yeah. And to the point about you said taming Giannis, you'd think everyone was saying, like, oh, this is the series where Al Horford is, like, the best matchup possible for Giannis. And he still, you know, he, he gave him problems. But I think if you put Horford on him, then you have to have his Baines, you know, out guarding Brooke Lopez in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like they have so many – Mashup issues that even if you can mash up with Giannis, you're still going to have problems otherwhere, otherwhere, other areas of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know. I mean, looking forward now, I think that was Giannis's biggest test was was Horford, and now, you know, I think no matter who else comes out of it, and we'll get to the 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 Raptors and Sixers, but I don't think either of them have a, a matchup for Giannis. You know, do you guys think George Hill completely outplayed uh, Eric Bledsoe? Yeah, man. I mean, like. I don't know if he's as good defensively as Bledsoe, and I think uh, or physical in general. Yeah, yeah he's not as athletic, right? Yeah, exactly. But in terms of like making jump shots, and and he's like hitting threes off the dribble now, which is crazy, um, which I've like never seen him do before. But yeah, <laughs> I think he he's def- it's it's cra- it's like found goal for them, especially because yeah. people were saying, oh, well, I don't know, without Brogdon, they might you know they might their depth might show a little, it might seem a little shallow, and he's just picked up the slack for them. So absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I second that. I second that. I think Bledsoe is still the better player to start the game. Yeah, I agree. But I think that having Hill coming off the bench and being the presence that he has been just adds that much more to that team. Like, you include the guys like the Chris Middletons who are coming mm-hmm. in and producing big numbers. Giannis, I mean, and then you add a guy like in a, in a George Hill who you know is going to come off the bench and get, get his. Yep. You know, whether it be a spot-up three or a kick-out. Or even driving to the lane, he's been he's been finishing around the rim really well too. Yeah. So it's 
I mean, it's just a win-win for, for everybody. And I think Budenholzer just has so many pieces, he doesn't know what the heck to do with them. Exactly, yeah. So real quickly, would would you guys close with George Hill over Eric Bledsoe? I mean, probably not. On, yeah. No, probably not. Depends on it, that, it, it would depend. It would depend on the situation. Okay. If you're down, if you if you're down in a game, that might be a situation mm-hmm. where I'd go with George Hill. Maybe if he's been hot, like mm-hmm. if he's playing well. But if it's if it's Eric, if it's you're up in the game, you want the defensive matchup, yeah. and I think the better defender is clearly Eric Bledsoe. You can um, also play neither of them and go huge. You go Giannis, Middleton, Brogdon, Miritich, oh uh, Brook Lopez. Just like yeah. play like five huge guys. And and I mean they're still winning these games, and Brook Lopez has been playing like dog doo doo garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he has been yeah. terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As so. so Brian, while we have you here for. People that don't know, Ryan is seven feet and can shoot the three ball. Yeah. I just want to ask Ryan, what do you make of like Brooke Lopez's improvement beyond the arc? Because I remember it's just like not even he wasn't even considered a shooter, man. Like yeah. he was a low post guy. He, he was, was like one of the best post up players in the league. Shaq Brooke Lo- yeah. yeah, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I mean it's it's a <laughs> it's it's a big jump, and you don't see that a lot in the NBA. You don't see guys that develop jump shots this late in their game. You look at the DeAndre Jordans or the Tristan Thompson, who even had to switch from his left hand to his right hand. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. I mean, he switched hands because his jump shot was so bad. Like, these guys t- don't develop jump shots that quick. Like, a jumper and a soft touch is something that you're normally born with. And Brooke Lopez was had a soft touch around the basket, but he just never had the jump shot. And he committed, you know, a couple off seasons. You know, it didn't just happen in one year. Like, two, three off seasons and yeah. said – I'm going to expand my game. And that's exactly what he did. And, you know, it's pretty funny because when he was with the Lakers that year, he shot, he attempted more threes than he had rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he had more three-pointers attempted yeah. than huh. he did rebounds. Yeah. And I, I think that that's telling of where the game is going in that if you're a big man that can hit the three, it doesn't really matter if you can rebound. You're mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. you're big, you're athletic. You can defend somewhat and protect the rim. If you can extend the floor like he does, they don't really care if you can if you can do anything else. Really, I mean, yeah. you hit the three and and defend the rim to some capacity, and you're pretty much set. Yep. You can't you can't rebound a made shot. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. And and, I, and props to him because that that's hard to do. Like I said, there are very few NBA yeah. players who have been able to do such. Something like that. Like you look at the Giannis's. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a bad three point shooter when he's open. But Brooke Lopez is hitting threes contested the, contested mm-hmm. threes. Yep. Like Gian- Giannis doesn't take contested threes mm-hmm. really, unless it's late shot clock situation. Yeah, that's why I wanted so. to ask you because I was just like, that's cr- just that kind of development. Um, but let's move on to the. But real quickly before we move on to the next series, I just <laughs> want to say I like Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez's three point celebrations the most out of anyone. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about that? Um, well, really quick, uh, yeah. to, to the point about um, the like league evolving. I think it's partially because teams don't value offensive rebounding as much anymore. They really value like that. getting out in transition defense. And so when you have a guy, right. if you don't need to put your big man that close to the rim on offense, you know. Especially well, and and it also to to that point, it spreads the floor. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, their big man. And they've done a good job of this with the offensive three or mm-hmm. with the defensive three second rule where you can't yeah, be in the yeah, key yeah. for more than three seconds yeah. um, on defense. But now that Brooke Lopez is an outside threat, suddenly his defender is no longer in help side. Yeah. Protecting the rim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not that that big man has to step out and respect that shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So now you're looking at open lanes for guys like Giannis and George Hill yeah. and Eric Bledsoe, and it, and it opens the floor. And that's what a lot of teams are moving towards. You look at even the Rockets do that to some extent. Yeah. Like Capella can't shoot, no. but he'll he'll step out and try try to spread the floor yeah. and open up open up lanes. Small with Tucker, exactly, yeah. and, and open up lanes for their other players. Yeah, game changing. Oh, game definitely, changing. absolutely. Uh, what uh? What you did you got? You guys caught the the Denver Portland game last night. I saw yes. highlights. But I to highlights. Line, yeah. Yes, I did. I watched. I watched most of it. I I'm excited for Lillard's Game Seven performance. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm just I can't wait until because he said the same thing. Well, I mean, as a player, you're always gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna win this series. Mm-hmm. But he said the same thing uh, about uh, Denver that he did with OKC. Is like, I'm sending these guys home next mm-hmm. next yeah. game. And, and I think that in order to do that, and they did a good job of this last night. Well, a good job because Nurkic still got off and got his. But I think that they've Joker. done a, a solid job uh, of of limiting Joker to some extent. Yep. Like their defense on him late in the game was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And and I think that they caused a couple turnovers on Zach him. Collins. Zach Collins had like five or six block shots. I hate him. He was coming up huge. <laughs> He's got a little attitude. <laughs> but but no, the, the big performer, and this is what's been shocking, is Rodney Hood. Rodney yeah. Hood. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James is sitting at his house in L.A., oh, and God. it's like, where the heck yeah. was this? Same like, with George Hill, yeah. It's like, like, why? Because he was a 17-point-a-game scorer in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just went to sleep in yeah. Cleveland. And now he – Gave the Lakers a lot of problems. And now he's cooking. Yeah. yeah. And now he's cooking. And so that that's good to see. It's, it's a nice little comeback story that – you know, it's it's a nice story. I love I like to it. see that. And they're playing with the four sometimes. They're playing really small. And, yep. like, you know, you, the pace of the series has been crazy. Even though sometimes the offense is, like, ugly and they, they play a lot of half-court sets, you'd think they'd be running more, especially mm-hmm. with the altitude in Denver. But, like, yeah, they just these two offensive teams are crazy, especially with Jamal Murray. Like, he and he played, like, 40, what, like, 45 minutes yesterday, too. So like, yeah. I, I, he's, he's, like, gonna, 21. Be, yeah, I know. I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I guess it's the time to do it. But I hope he's on gas for game right. seven. Um Especially because, yeah, I think rest, I feel like, is such an underrated, like, factor in these seven-game series especially. Like, you, you mm-hmm. know, when the benches get really shallow, you play an eight-man rotation, like, it's important for guys to get, you know, like, some rest. Especially if, in this situation, Portland was what, up 3-2, right? Or no, 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 Denver was up 3-2. Yeah. So it makes sense if Denver, if you know you're not going to win this game, at, like, with, like, six minutes to go or something, maybe, like, just concede and be like, whatever, you know, we have our home court advantage, game right. seven, let's rest our guys for that. But instead, Murray, you know, didn't – I think he played the entire second half, so that's Jeez. something to watch. Yeah, no, and, and, and if Jamal Murray and, and Jokic can link up yep. and, and you get guys like Beasley coming in and hitting big shots mm-hmm. and Barton, Barton mm-hmm. coming in and hitting big threes mm-hmm. and even Gary Harris, if they – I mean, if they get this a total team effort – I think that this is going to be that Denver is going to get this series. Yeah. I think it is, and it, it it's going to be a tough matchup. And you know, it's all fun to talk. You know, yeah. Dame yeah. Lillard, we're going to win. We're going to beat this. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yes. we're going to send this team home. The, sadly, you know, th- this isn't a five game series. This mm-hmm. is Game Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, it, it's in Denver. In Denver. In yeah, Denver. in Denver. Yeah. So, so I mean, you're talking about on the road, Game Seven. Altitude. Like yeah. you can talk all you want. I get you're shooting whatever eight from thirteen from mm-hmm. you know thirty feet out. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. but uh, th- you know, this isn't. This isn't the first round. Yeah. Uh, like th- this is big time basketball, and mm-hmm. he's he's gonna need to put his big boy pants on. Not that he hasn't before, yeah. But you know, it's all funny games until you get there mm-hmm. to get it done against the best home team 
in the NBA. Really? And they, they stole the one. They, record last yeah. year? They, year? they already stole one. Yeah. So you got to so give them that. They've already took won four one. overtimes to do it. But yeah. yeah. Hey. Or no, 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 was no that, that was in Portland. Uh, that was in Portland. But they, they stole they stole one of the first two games. I can't remember yeah. which one. But yeah. whatever it was, they've done it. So yeah. they, they've proven that they can. No, I, yeah. And I, I think, too, like, it, it's different. You're talking about the OKC series. Or you were talking about it. Like, it's not, you know, Russell Westbrook. I can back off of him and take these dumb mid-range shots. He's going to clank, you know? Like, you have to... Dame Lewis have to chase, right. maybe not. Maybe he'll you'll, they'll match him up with like one of their wing guys who doesn't be on Murray all the time. Yeah. But even then, you're chasing Gary Harry Gary Harris off the screens. You're, you know, uh, Will Barton, well, Troy Craig. You can kind of give him some space, yeah. but still, like it, it's it's not the screens thing. though that are it's not the screens that are killing them. And I give this so much. I've been thinking about this so much. Michael Malone is the yeah. best coach in he's, the NBA in my opinion. Wow, really? the best coach in the NBA. Hot take. The way that he's running that offense. With all the uh, with all the handoffs, mm-hmm. I don't okay. know if you if you notice that. Ch- check that out. Okay. Game seven, they throw it straight to Jokic and just run Jamal yep. Murray off a handoff mm-hmm. after handoff. And if it's not Murray, it's Harris. Mm-hmm. And if it's not Harris, then it's Barton. And Jokic gives and, him the hip, and they the, run. Yeah, they, yeah. they do the little hip, yeah. and they get the the handoff. <laughs> and Jamal Murray's getting wide open, fifteen yeah. foot mm-hmm. pull ups mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Like the, their handoff and the way they run their offense with such fluidity yeah. is off the charts i mean it it for someone that's a basketball connoisseur in myself i mean it, it's it's pure like it's magic to watch like it's what do just you amazing. think of the uh like the the five one pick and roll where where murray is the one setting mm-hmm. the screen for Jokic. like i've that. never seen that before in my it life. depends it depends on where you're at yeah. if, if you're too far out and yeah. you get the switch he can't do anything with that because yeah, yeah some, somebody's gonna he's gonna get the ball stolen yeah like that dude is too small but yeah. if you if you're talking about doing it like on the three-point line yeah now you might have some more space because mm-hmm. now he can maybe work his way into a mid-post situation right right but if you're too high if you're, if you're too far out it's not very effective you don't have an advantage but I, I i mean the way that Jokic uses those handoffs and jamal murray does it as well i mean it, it it's it is beautiful to watch mm-hmm. and i think that michael malone is using all of his players to the best of their abilities. And he's putting them in positions to be successful. I honestly love the way they play basketball, the way the handoffs, as you were talking about, Ryan, that reminds me of Bogut to Steph. It reminds Mm -hmm. people have always been, not always, but the past few years, people have been saying that the Nuggets are the next Warriors. And I always thought that Gary Harris and... Jamal Murray were poised to be the next greatest backcourt. Mm-hmm. I, I, those two boys can shoot. They can, mm-hmm. they can, they can defend. They are, they're, they're poised for greatness. Yeah. And and not getting a lot of love in this series is Paul Millsap. Oh yeah, that oh, dude God. is a dinosaur. Just, I mean, oh beasting the post. I mean, he, gets on I him, think yeah. he might be three hundred years old. Like, <laughs> push he, him, push he him. is killing it. Yeah, and he is playing so well. He can extend the floor. He can shoot the three if he mm-hmm. wants to. Mm-hmm. He does a little pump fake and yeah. get gets to the gets to the lane. Got a mid range finishes. Game. He's got a little mid range yeah. game. Or either that or he gets the foul line. Yeah, he's not getting a lot of love in this series, no, I and I, I think that he's been a huge piece for that team. And it's great too because like if Jokic wants to post up, Paul Millsap can space the floor. Mm-hmm. If, if Paul Millsap wants to post up his guy, then Jokic can stand in the corner. So it's like when you have that versatility of both your four and your five are so skilled that can shoot uh, or post up. It's like yeah, you have a lot of options offensively. Where I feel like it's Portland. They don't, their only option is Dame or CJ ISO or Dame and CJ pick and roll. Like, you, know, you can post up Cantor if he gets like good position, but you know, then you're giving up buckets to the other end. Yeah. And, C- and Cantor is not a bad defender. No, uh, I mean, but the the problem is he's guarding Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or not Nurkic. Jokers. Pardon me, Yo- yeah. Jokic. Yeah. I get those two mixed up. <laughs> but either way, they were on uh, the same team. Yeah, uh, they were at one point. <laughs> 
It would have been matched up in the series if he were healthy. That would have been cool. And Cantor's been doing well offensively if he would just be able to freaking eat. Yeah. If the man (laughs) could eat some food. (laughs) Shout out Ramadan. Like, get my man some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the cool thing is, like, by the time they play, since it's West well, I guess they'll be in Denver. But when they play in uh, Portland, he can eat because – I, I guess the sun sunset right? at eight oh six, right? So like yeah. after the first half hour of the game, he can eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, get that man a, a sandwich <laughs> at halftime yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see he was texting Elajuan? Uh, Elajuan, I saw oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. That's I mean, that, that's kind of cool. But that's that's what that that's what the NBA does. I feel like it brings a lot of different different cultures mm-hmm. and different religions together, yeah, yeah. and it and it, it kind of you know you see you see how it affects people, and to mm-hmm. see. I mean, they, they brought up the stats between the first round and the second round. I mean, he's only averaging like seven points. And in the first round, he was averaging like yeah. all, 15 plus. Yeah. I think it was 17. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he was getting buckets in the first, and now he's averaging seven. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely Joker and that shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, he's injured. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a little, it's, but yeah, it's tough, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, and as an athlete, I've done this, you know, I, I'm terrible with my diet. I mean, it's just <laughs> as an athlete, you're not very good with your diet yeah. unless you're, you're a pro, like you have the money to do so, yeah. and, and, and seek out like seek out people to cook for you. you. And, yeah, yeah. You know, meal plans and all that stuff. Like I can meal plan. I'm not gonna lie, I could if I wanted to, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> right. Um. So you know, it, it's it's tough because when I wake up in the morning, I don't really eat breakfast. Me neither. And then most of the time, what I'll do is I'll go straight through practice, <sighs> and I won't eat till after practice. Yeah. And I've been doing that for a huge meal. four <laughs> or five yeah, years. Yeah. Like I've been doing that for four or five years, yeah, and geez. I've been fine. I never feel <laughs> out of it in practice. Yeah. I I can only imagine this dude not being able to eat the whole day and then trying to compete. Yeah. Like, I, I can handle not eating till five, you know, right. maybe having oh, like what? a snack. Yeah. Right? Really? Wow. This dude doesn't eat from the moment he gets up That's crazy. till eight o'clock. Yeah. So, what they'll do is like, because. So a little bit of inside access. A few years ago, I took my Shahad. I'm Muslim, yeah. but. Oh, wow. Un, like, I'm. I'm going to start doing ramen. I haven't done it yet. I'm back. <laughs> but so what they do is like, um, I think the sun comes up at like, for him, it's like 4.30 or 5 or something. So he'll mm-hmm. wake up probably like half an hour Wait, before. On, on the west? Or something. I don't no, know. The, the oh, sun, that's the later. Sun, the sun won't rise till 6.30. 6.30. In the so, morning. So about. what they'll do is they'll wake up like half an hour or an hour before uh, the sun comes up, a huge eat meal. a huge meal, yeah. and then oh, they'll just smart. go through the day. Okay. Yeah, okay. and okay, then what? That. What you could do? I mean, in a scanner, he could probably just take a nap mm-hmm. before, yeah. and then just feel but rejuvenated. Then you're screwing up your sleep schedule too. And I like, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little tough. Yeah. How long yeah. is Ramadan? A month. Wow. Does it, what? Just, it just start? Uh, yeah, just, like oh, a couple. Last I week, could never. Conference finals. It's gonna be. Yeah, see, but see, but then you know. Okay, I don't want to be. I'm not dogging yeah. on Muslims because yeah. I think that you know religion is key, and yeah. I, I believe in religion yeah. in a, in, a, in a someone's lifestyle as a grounding and, yeah. and something that can mm-hmm. ground you. But it gets to a point when I would say, "Look, I'm a professional athlete, right? And I am trying to compete yeah. at mm-hmm. the highest level. Provide there's not too many. There's yeah. not too many times that yeah. you get to go into right. the playoffs, yeah. and and not only that, but make it through the first round into the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and if they continue to play, it's it would come to a point where I would be like, "Look." I'm going to eat yeah. one meal yeah. mm-hmm. at least like in the middle of the day at like two o'clock. Yeah. 
I'm going to have a good sized meal. Yeah. See, and that's, that's it, do, it doesn't make you a, I feel like it doesn't make you, you don't a bad. Because you want to seem like pass out on the court too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't make you a bad Muslim, I feel like. And right. I, I'm no, I know I'm not, I'm talking from someone who grew up in a very white suburban right. area, so <laughs> I'm not very cultured, <laughs> but I'm just saying from, from my perspective, I would feel like, you know, it's like for me, I don't go to church every weekend. You know, but I still pray every once in a while, and I consider yeah. myself a Christian. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me a bad Christian, right. you know. Like yeah. I, I don't know. That's my aspect. You can it's probably a, talk more about. It's it. just the thing that that's what's cool about Ramadan. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the word is saying, but if you're in a situation where it's detrimental to your health, mm -hmm. like the medicine that he takes for his shoulder, he'll take that because it's detrimental to his right. health. He's not going to starve himself because of the the, yeah. the injury. So he does have some wiggle room with that, but. For the most part, I, it looks like he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, props to him. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, sticking yeah, to yeah. that is that's tough. Commitment. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, that's commitment, especially yeah. like I said. Uh, I feel like a lot of pro athletes would be like, you know what, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still religious, yeah. but I, I need to eat. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And for him to stick to it, I mean, more props to him. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move on to that's the next. Crazy year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's do. What do you guys want to do? Uh, uh, Raptors, Sixers. Oh, can we talk about? Uh, the Celtics off season really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. So, or what time are we at? Where are we at right now? How much? We're how chilling. Much? We're okay. chilling. You're good, right? Oh yeah, we'll, we got about ten. Um, okay. all right. So, what what do you guys think is gonna happen with Kyrie Irving? Do you I, like? I'm at the point too where I'm like, like, just shut up, dude. You know, yeah. like it's like when he was saying how like, oh, I'm like he should have taken thirty shots that one game. Like, oh, I'm that great of a shooter, or like that I, stuff's not necessary. I don't know, like. If it's playing with LeBron, if that's what gave him this, like, sense of entitlement or, you know, like, if he's just born this way. I mean, it, obviously he has the confidence and he's, like, a great player. And I get it. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like that sense of entitlement has followed him since Duke. You yeah. look at a kid who played, played. like, six games yeah. or whatever, some nine and games his freshman year. He played yeah. not, like, like, such a minuscule amount of games at yeah. the college level and then declared for the draft. Yeah. Like that that says something to me. Mm -hmm. That says something that there is some sense of entitlement yeah. there. And I get that you want to get your bag and chase your money, but when you're at Duke and you play that little, and granted he turned out to be a great NBA prospect. You can't yeah. take, take can't take that away from him. Great yeah. risk by Cleveland and it worked out for them. Yeah. Well, for a little bit. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's playing with LeBron. I, I just I I think it's he's bottom line is he's the best point guard in the NBA right now. Ooh. Oh. I, I still take Steph over. Man. Bottom I mean, line, all around, mm -hmm. defensive. Really? Steph, but he is could a, give it to Steph, Steph any day. Steph yeah, is a, Matt, Steph one, is a one defensive one, yeah. liability. That's right. the thing that I'm getting yeah. at, is that St Steph couldn't guard Kyrie. Yeah. No, Kyrie could guard Steph yes, Curry. Ah, uh, Yeah, I guess he did in the, in, the, in the finals. He played him pretty well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. so that's that's my, if not the best, Kyrie is in the top three point yeah. guards oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – that's where that sense of entitlement comes from. Yeah. When you know you're the best, you that's why you make moves like saying, "Hey, I know LeBron's here. I'm out." Yeah. Like, you know, peace out. Yeah. I'm going to go away from a championship contending team right. to go to the Celtics. Right. And now and it looks like he's going to do the same thing. He's going to peace out again. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is if he pieces out and yeah. says, you know, "Bye-bye, I'm headed to New York." Yeah. Or, or LA. you know, he could be going to LA. I think the better situation between the two is Go to L.A., but go to the Clippers. Clippers. And, so, and I mean, I think that everybody who thinks mm. that somebody's going to L.A. this summer, they're not going to the Lakers. No. And it's, it's, no. It, it really just hurts my soul. We'll get to that. But, we'll definitely get but to it's, that. But it's so much dysfunction in that, in that front office, and I just don't think they're going to get any big-name free agents. So I, I 
got to spend some time around the Clippers this in back in like January and like it, it's their number one priority is Kawhi. Like it's not even yeah. close. Like they if, if they had to pick from any free agent, maybe even if they had to choose between Durant and Kawhi, they would take Kawhi probably you know because of age and like. He's from LA. I was about to say, um, SoCal kid. Yeah, exactly. So if they went, to, to, went to San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just bought another house in San Diego. Um, so if if they had to choose one free agent right now, they have the cap space for one max guy. It's Kawhi. Now, they can trade Gallinari, get off some space there. They stretch Patrick Beverly, I think, or no, maybe they stretch Gallinari. Um, they can get up to a second max spot. Okay. So if if you know if then let's say you guys if you're the, the GM of the Clippers. Who's your second guy you're going after if you're the Clippers? Well, you got You got to think that Kawhi is your number one. Yeah, he's priority. Absolutely. You, you don't need the. You're, they're pretty deep at the power forward center position. You got mm-hmm. a guy in Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he's Zubash. Is he going to be a free agent, Montrez Harrell? No, no, no. He's under. Contract. He's under contract. Yeah, yeah. Montrez Harrell. You got him under wraps. I think that that's a solid lock at the power forward. Agreed. And I think that Zubac has got to be your number one center. Yeah. Coming really? into next season, yeah. I think he's got to be your number one. At center. least starting for sure. So I, mean, I think you got. I think you got your power forward and your center there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your or small. Your, yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. they got to get rid of Gallinari. Yeah. I think that that's a huge contract that is <laughs> taking up a lot of space. Yeah. With with minimal with minimal performance for what he's getting paid. Yep. And I'm not taking anything away from his playoff performance because he did play well, but I just don't think he's worth that money. I don't either. What, uh, I mean... Back to Kyrie. Though. Sorry, sorry, that's a tangent. But I was saying, like, if that, that would be... If Your you second, were to go to clip the yeah. Clippers... That if would, if yeah. the Clippers got Kyrie... Kyrie. Kawhi. A mix between the two. Yeah. Yeah. If the Clippers got Kawhi, yeah. who would be their next target? See... If if I was if I knew I had a chance at KD, then I would go KD and Kyrie yeah, over Kawhi. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I don't think KD and, and Kawhi would fit together. No, I'm, I'm saying too. KD and Kyrie. Oh, sorry, oh, I said yeah. I meant Kyrie. See, now I got yeah. you mixed okay. up, Sam. All right. It's three Ks. It's so yeah. frustrating. So if I knew I could get Kyrie and KD over Kawhi, then I would choose those two. Really. See, I feel like it would be I would do Katie and Kawhi would be my top two, just because they have those two young guards in in SGA and and right. uh, oh, Shamit, yeah, Gilgis yeah. Gil- Gil- so, Alexander, yeah, and yeah, Shammett, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I Andrew think they're good there. I think just like those are the two like most dynamic wings in the mm-hmm. league. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it could if they were, I guess they're both small forwards. We can play KD at power forward in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they'd be yeah. They'd All be right. Good. Well, well, before we're we're getting there, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Sixers and Raptors, real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I think that Game Seven in Toronto's all Raptors written over it. Mm. I agree. I, I think that Embiid is a beast, and I think that that ben Simmons is playing really well. But I, I think that I think that it's all Raptors in in Toronto. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree. So, uh, I so, agree. So we're, I think we all agree on that. And, uh, but I just talk. think they're gonna get swept by the Bucks. Really? Yeah. I think really? they're getting swept by the Bucks. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Did you guys see the Okay, so there are, I think it's the offensive rating for the Raptors. I I think the starters talked about it. With Kawhi on the floor, they're like 112. Oh yeah. Normal. Without they're like, they're like 50, 54. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, that's a huge drop for yeah. them. That's a huge drop. But anyway, anyway, he can carry that team. Yeah. Game 6 6 tonight. Oh. Yep, uh, big big stuff in Houston. I mean, this is a huge game. You're yep. without KD. Yep. Um, I mean, thoughts? I thought Rockets missed their chance. Game five. Yep. Um, you had you had KD out and Draymond fouled out with about yep. four plus minutes left. And James Harden takes one shot in yep. the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, 
But Steph assume, came up big. He finally had his moment because it's old Steph again. Like he, so he's, you they really get think it. it's because Katie was off the floor that he just like this like suddenly yeah. he had this. He's, he's got to, He knows he's got to step up. He yeah. knows he's got to put more board uh, points on the board because uh, what Katie's averaging thirty four. Where is that thirty four going to come from? No, like, yeah, someone's totally. got to step up. But as soon as I saw Katie turn around, I immediately thought it was the Achilles. Yeah, and I think my, we all did. I just sank, dude. Yeah, it scared me. Like not even just for the team, but for the NBA in general, because yeah. KD is the next face of this of the, I, of the league. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, everybody thought it was the Achilles. I could tell the minute that he reached down, he grabbed his calf, mm. and and it's it, and it was in the same type of motion that that step back and push off that Demarcus did oh, yeah. when he tore his Achilles. So yeah. I mean, it was it was there, and I was hearing Reggie Miller freak out and. The way he was walking, I could tell it wasn't the Achilles. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been able to walk. He would, it, it, yeah. With the Achilles, he would have been either limping off or yeah. had to get carried off. Yeah. And, and so that, that was kind of my Unless first thoughts. Yeah, you're Kobe. <laughs> but, I mean, Reggie Miller, I don't know if you heard the TNT broadcast. He flipped out. Yeah, I, mean, he freaked, I heard it. He freaked out. Yeah. He really did. Uh, I think that's a huge loss for them. I think Houston gets game six. Uh, and I think that game seven at Oracle is going to be a nail-biter. Yeah, absolutely. I really think it is. I think, I think that... James Harden's got to take better shots. That's I think that P.J. Tucker's going to play better tonight. I think that Eric Gordon's going to play better tonight. I think that if they can manage those two, they'll be in business. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think it, it it's literally it comes down to James Harden. We've seen the best and worst of him in this series. Mm-hmm. And if he is the best player on the floor, which he can be now that's, that KD's not going to be playing, then, yeah, I think you know it, in Houston they've absolutely got a chance to win this game. Um, and then, yeah, in Game 7 – it's going to be a very tightly contested contest because, yeah, without KD, it's it's kind of a trickle-down trickle effect, too, because you that that means, what, you're going to put Sean Livingston in the lineup? You're going to put, I don't know, I you're going to start. I hate seeing him. Sean start, Sean on, Living, Livingston has looked terrible, too. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you can play him. At this retire. Point. Like, yeah. 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 So so there's our thoughts. Game yeah. six. Um, I think Warriors are going to win tonight. Okay. Oh, there you go. Right. Yep. I love how you, you got so excited about that. Yeah. You got real close yeah. to yeah. the Ike. Yeah, yeah, Because I truly believe that, yeah. All right. Well, hey, there you have it, Sam. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. My name is Sam Chavaria. My name is Mason Basada. Ryan Williams here. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in.